We are a little delirious from all the turkey we ate yesterday. This is the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, and please leave us a five-star review. I'm Cheerson. She is Michaela, and uh, I can breathe again after all the food I ate yesterday. Oh, I can't. I'm still stuffed. Um, Cheerson was so lovely and allowed me to come to her family's Thanksgiving because I couldn't go home this year. And um, her mom and her dad, phenomenal cooks. Some of the best Thanksgiving meal I've ever had. And I'm still stuffed. Like, to the brim, <laughs> I am wearing a very large cardigan so nobody can see how stuffed I am because, oh, that was some turkey. <laughs> did you uh, did you start your morning off with uh, some Black Friday shopping? Oh, girl. <laughs> I started last night. My credit card is crying. It is so upset because of all the money that I just spent. Um, and I got a lot of that m- the stuff that I spent on was on our Heck merch yeah. because we're doing a Black Friday sale right now. In case you guys didn't know, the entire locker is up to 90% off right now. Guys, this is the perfect time to get your ears on a sports ear because, I mean, you can't beat that deal. Cheers. No, you can't. And I told you that I was going to hop on and buy a bunch of gear before we started the show, and I forgot. So I'm probably going to be shopping while the show's going on. No, so don't do that. I like. I gotta get it. Like these discounts are off the chain, and there's so many shirts that I want. That's in our Patreon X locker. I mean, if you do it, I can't really blame you because it's going fast. We are limited <laughs> quantity on everything, so go get your merch from the Patreon X locker. And also, if you're a diehard. You also get an additional 20% off your entire order. That's a diehard-only deal. Yeah, so you get the 90% up to 90% off, and then diehards get the additional 20% off their entire order. So if you want to be a diehard, now is the best time to sign up and get that deal on your merch. You can do that at gophnx.com. What do we have going on at Four Peaks? We still have some um, some viewing parties going on. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Max, uh, our marketing guy, and also I guess slash part time rising host is at Four Peaks right now for the England versus USA World Cup match, and it's sold out. There are 200 people (laughs) expected to arrive at the Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe for this watch party. It is speaking of diehards, we have some diehard USA soccer fans here in the Valley. Dang, yeah. So that's watch party is going to be super fun but they're going to be back there again tomorrow for mexico versus argentina which is going to be a really great match lionel messi will be on the pitch which is going to be electric so if you want to go to that watch party tomorrow um definitely head down to the four peaks brewery in tempe and drink a really cold one for us while you're there i recommend the hoppy uh no sorry the hazy hazy ipa (laughs) the hot peak is also really good but the hazy ipa is my favorite um so make sure you grab a cold one while you're there who doesn't love a cold beer, but make sure that you're 21 years older and please drink responsibly. <laughs> uh, before we move on, I want to say hello to uh, some of our faves in the chat. Chris, Josh, Jenny P, of course. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> Charles Woodall Pike. Who am I missing? The TBSP Big squad Wheels. is here. Big hey, Wheels is here. Elizabeth. Chris is here. Thanks so much for joining us. Elizabeth got her Seth Beer Seth Cerveza shirt for less than a dollar. It's on sale for 99 Whoa. cents right now. Ty, Maybe. how's it going? Um, you love to see it. I'm excited about Black Friday, though. I spend more money than I should. That's for sure. I have a really quick Black Friday uh, story that's like my favorite story. When I was in college, I really wanted a TV. I lived in my own apartment. I had like this tiny little TV and my mom and I sat outside of, I don't know, like it's called it. I think it was a Target. And we 
ran in. I sprinted in and she said we were getting a huge TV for my dad for their for his like man cave. And I don't know dimensions, but it was a big TV. And I was like, okay, like, yeah, we're going to get this for dad. And like went in, like literally ran, got the TV. I was so proud of myself. And then come Christmas time, um, we like put it up against the wall and just like threw a blanket over it. And like my dad like made a comment, oh, I wonder what this is and stuff like that. So I get a Christmas present. I unwrap it and it's a TV that's like the size of like a computer screen. And I was like, they're like, that's that's what you wanted, Cheerston, right? Like you wanted a TV for your room. And I was like trying to be like polite about it. I was like, oh, yeah, thank you so much. I did. Yeah, this is great. And they were like, turn it around. And I turned the TV around and there was a note that said, ha, 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 switch with dad. Oh, so, that's funny. Yeah. They got you. And so that was like my black, the one Black Friday deal that I thought was like for my dad that I actually like went out, like waited in line, was there at like the wee hours of the morning way back when. <laughs> it was my Christmas present. That's kind of messed up that they made you work that hard for your own present though. I, I appreciated it. <laughs> hey, you got the TV. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right. So things are cheap on Black Friday, but we've been seeing some cheap stuff happen all week when it comes to Arizona sports. Let's get into our first segment of the day. (laughs) Sean, amazing job with the graphic. (laughs) Let's start out with the most obvious, if you paid any attention to what happened this week. Patrick Beverly, his cheap shot on DeAndre Ayton when he wasn't looking, uh, push him from behind uh, and knocked him over. And uh, we now know, as I suspected, that he would get suspended. Uh, and he has been suspended for three games. So cheap shot if you've ever seen one. As he should. That was the cheapest of cheap shots. I'm sorry, but I agree with D-Book. D-Book after the game says, Pat Bev needs to learn how to push people in the chest, not in the back. And I 1,000% agree. Like, I understand that he might have been upset that they were kind of posturing the players that were like down on the ground and Pat Bev. First like, off, he what Austin Reeves wasn't hurt. Yeah, Austin he Reeves just was fell fine. down. Like he, he people are like, what? He was hurt and no, 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 no. He wasn't hurt. He was just on the freaking ground. And like, I get it if you're gonna stand up for your teammate, but really, yeah, there's that- so many better ways to stand up for your teammate than a cheap shot from behind and shoving Da to the ground. Like, are we joking here? Like, what is this? This isn't MMA. This isn't boxing. This is basketball. Like. Keep your hands to yourselves. And I was going to say, too, like, it would be one thing if, like, this was like a one off and Patrick Bev was just heated and it was in this moment and he wanted to stick up for his teammates. But this is like a repeat offender. Like, we saw what he did to CP3 in the playoffs last year when he shoved him from behind. He broke Devin Booker's face. Like, this is like a thing with Patrick Beverly. And I genuinely, like, I don't want to say hate, but like, I do not like this man. Like he has been on the top of my like athlete shit list for a really long time because of just the way that he conducts himself on the court and how inappropriate he handles situations and how unnecessarily physical he is in certain circumstances. And it is beyond frustrating that in my opinion, he is like, usually just gets a slap on the wrist. Like I'm glad the NBA suspended him. I think three games is fine but it's just frustrating that this is like a common occurrence at this point and Patrick Beverly sucks okay. I hate you I have two things one can we stop acting like a player standing over another player is like this egregious act that never happens it happens every freaking game they're playing yeah. this a heated competition you've never seen somebody you know like look down or you know I 
puff their chest or like talk crap or like whatever that's in that that is within the parameters of the game okay what's not in parameters of the game is pushing people from behind and like there's a difference like and we've said all along and i'm talking to kiro's comment why was ayton standing over him though why would he try to act tough like I don't understand that second question, but like Aiton, obviously some words were exchanged. Obviously, like I don't mind if you get up in Aiton's face and say something to him because of how he was talking to your teammate. I get that. And that's all it could all in the parameters. And I get it. Uh, there's a line that like can't I'm saying okay, so Kiro, I, I'm saying why is Aiton acting tough? It's okay for everyone but him. There's a difference. There's a line. There's a line. There's a freaking line. <laughs> Standing over someone and, and acting talking tough is not the same as is, literally shoving yeah, them down. Laying your hands on somebody when they're defenseless and not looking at you. Like Especially what are we doing? When you have played 29 minutes and have recorded zero baskets. They Hypev had more technical fouls than he had points that night. That's atrocious. Like he, I guess he was upset that he was doing so bad that he needed to like draw some attention. No, to you know what this tells me about Patrick Beverly? He's weak minded. Okay, it's if it, it, he's weak minded. Not wrong. I feel like it's not like these two things aren't mutually exclusive. You can think that DA is kind of lame for standing over him, but like yeah. there's clearly levels to this. Like you, correct? Because like if, if DA just stood over him and we would all be like, "What are you doing?" Like it's Austin Reed. Yeah. Why are you and talking? But then he got pushed back. Like, it's so unnecessary. This season, so his stats don't really aren't, and he's not in the place to be doing stuff like that at this. But point again, the in the in the parameters, I've never once been like, "Oh, what did DA ever do?" It's like, no, I've said it all along. Like, okay, he got, he stood over him. He said whatever he said, like, go stand up for your teammate. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yep. Uh, I agree with this comment. Ironically, the Lakers are getting better with Pat Bev getting suspended. Yes. Pat Bev doesn't do anything. Like, what is the point of having Pat Bev on your team other than to be extremely irritating and to rough up the other players on the opposing team? Like, I just don't get it. Like, how can you act that way when you are a mess on the box score? Like, you had zero points. Zero. Not so, a single one. <laughs> according to Bobby Marks on Twitter, who covers the NBA, the three-game suspension per, for Pat Bev will cost him 89 over. Over 89,000 per game and a total of 268,966. So about $269,000 Good. to push somebody <laughs> from behind. Uh, so, you Make know. Make his pockets hurt. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Interestingly, I don't know if you saw D-Book's comments. I think they were this morning on this. And he was like, I'm not going to comment, but I don't like seeing people lose their money, which was interesting because I thought D-Book would have been like, Kind of no. like, fuck this guy, right? Screw that guy. He was like, lose you don't money, want to see another guy lose his money. Time. Well, I think he doesn't like to see a guy lose his money because then it sets a precedent. Yeah, it's, it's, precedent it's bad for, for the, yeah. the union. But at the same yeah. time, dude deserves it. He keeps doing this shit. Like, what do you expect? Uh, somebody else chimed in on this. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> when I saw this, okay, before we show you who chimed in on this situation, I want to see if the comments can guess. Okay, so comments. Our, our TPSP squad. Someone in the NBA world commented on Instagram something about this not being fair and it was the most ironic person you could possibly think of in the NBA to comment on something like this being unfair I want to see if you can guess because it blew my mind I was so yep I <laughs> got it it took two seconds to goon Draymond also yep. to be fair he was in our graphic so <laughs> yeah that's true we kind of we kind of gave it away a little bit at the beginning but uh yeah Draymond on Instagram unfair. he said he said three games is a bit excessive. 
like Draymond Greed. You punched somebody in the face. You assaulted your teammate. You could have gone to jail in any other freaking environment if it didn't happen on an NBA practice court. You assaulted your teammate. You are the last person on the face of the planet that should be commenting on situations like this. Keep your mouth shut. Well, that's why That's why he thinks it's excessive. He's like, I'm punching dudes in the face and I ain't getting a single suspension. How is he getting three for pushing someone in the back? Yeah, I guess the bar is on the floor when it comes to punishing physical violence in the Draymond NBA. Draymond crotch kicker green 1,000%. <laughs> 1,000%. Oh, that was just so ironic. I was like, really, Draymond? Like, you want to comment on this situation? Like, I think you should probably not. Like, please keep your opinions to He yourself. is one of the most infuriating players to go up against. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The, like... Outside ha- of Pat Bev. Pat Bev, Draymond Green, the more, like, just all of them. There's so many. There's so many in the NBA that are just infuriating. I can't handle people like that. Anyway, y'all are cheap. Y'all are cheap. Cheap shots. <laughs> Not allowed. Not a fan. Um, you know what? Uh, is uh, not cheap. It is very enjoyable. And we love it here. And we will never say anything bad about OGs. Uh, although, are they having a sale today? Did we check on their website? I don't know. They I might didn't be look cheap at their, today. There might be cheap today. I didn't look on there to see if they're having a Black okay, Friday sale. I'll go sale. look it up real quick. But I'll even if they're know. not having a Black Friday sale, you still have to get some OGs because they are the best scratch main THC gummies in the entire state of Arizona. They are the best tasting. The orange creamsicle flavor is my favorite. They just launched their new sleep edition aqua berry flavor, which are so good to die for. And they help you sleep, which like, hello, who doesn't want that? Um, we can't recommend them enough. You can find them at your local dispensary wherever you are located, and you must be 21 years or older to enjoy, but OG's always gets it right. Okay, so Big I fan. can't, I, I don't see a sale, which if you've got an incredible product, uh, you don't need you a sale, yeah. but they did post that Black Friday shopping is always way more fun with a few OG's gummies, this is and fact. that is true. <laughs> this is true. You need to be on some OG's to endure some Black Friday shopping, let me tell you. Um, I do want to ask you, though, Cheerston. Back to this Pat Bev thing. Do you think that he should even be in the league at this point? Like, what is he like? Oh. What ser- what does he? What point does he serve? I you think can... it was, um, who was it? Um, Undisputed, the uh, guy that always yells very loudly. Shannon or uh, Skip Bayless? <laughs> yeah, Skip Bayless was like. I'm pretty sure Skip Bayless was the one that's like he was like a ca- he's a cancer to the league at this point. Like, what purpose does he serve? Like, he doesn't have, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't provide anything. So, like, I genuinely don't really think. Patrick Beverly needs to be in the league. He provides great content. It's true. I feel like he should be in the league. Um, Like, I don't think he should be kicked out of the league for this unless he did something even more egregious. Like, uh, a rap sheet exists, but that's why there's suspensions. I don't think anybody should be kicked out of the league for something like that. Like it would have to be much more egregious. Yeah. And I f- ultimately we are talking about a grown man pushing another grown man in the bat. Like it's, it's, it is yeah. some playground shit. It was a cheap shot, but at the end of the day, it's not like he cocked back and swung on a dude, which again, Draymond didn't need to get a single game. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that within the realm of competition, you're always going to have people, you know, getting, caught up in the heat of a moment and getting physical in some way. Again, I, I don't think pushing somebody down is like egregious. Uh, I think punching somebody in the face is, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it just is what it is. That's fair. Yeah. I'll go with that. I, I think, think it's fair. an embarrassment to the 
league and at minimum the franchise though. Yeah. So if I were the Lakers, I would be like, dude, you got like, that's a strike. Like we can't be behaving like that. Like appreciate what you were trying to do, but like that just doesn't reflect what we stand for as an organization. And I think every organization should feel that way. Yeah. Um, and that's a different story. That's a good point. I'll, I agree with you on that. We'll go with that. Um, you know what else was cheap this week, Cherson? What? Some big cheapness that I was not a fan Some of. Some big cheapness? <laughs> Some big cheapness. We're going with that. That's a new word. Um, I don't know if you watched the Cardinals game. The Cardinals game that happened in Mexico. It was not I did, great. unfortunately. It was very unfortunate. The entire situation was not good. Um, but what was extremely unfortunate was Antonio Hamilton. Oh, man. He pretty much threw in the towel early on his team and punted the game before a majority of the rest of his yeah, teammates did. It's just like it was such a bad, bad, bad look. It was such a bad look that, okay, so so basically what happened was on George Kittle's fourth quarter touchdown, um, he had an opportunity to tackle him and he just was like, go ahead, just fly right by me, right into the end zone. And it was caught on camera, and the broadcast, Troy Aikman, said, this is embarrassing for the Arizona Cardinals. At the end of this play, Antonio Hamilton doesn't come up after all the tackles he made last week, which he had a career game the week prior against L.A., um, and even try to make an attempt on George Kittle. They're a losing football team, and they're playing one playing like one on that play. So not only was it apparent for everybody to see, but it was so apparent that you've got the broadcaster then using that to say they're a losing football team and they're playing like one on that play. Like Mm. Antonio Hamilton, my guy, especially, and he mentioned it the week prior, he had like 12 tackles and a pick six. It was a career game. It was his first ever interception in the NFL after what I think it's like seven seasons or something like that. It's I hate it for him. I like the guy, but everyone's like, cut this guy. It just it looked so yeah. bad. Yeah, the optics were not great. Like, obviously the Cardinals were not winning that game. Like, hello. But that doesn't mean that you go out there and you stop playing football. Like, you are, first of all, paid to play. This is your job. Like, I'm sorry, but especially when you have teammates like Buda Baker, who should probably not have been out there in the first place recovering from his injury, but, like, still getting out there, grinding for his teammates, showing up. Like, I think Buda said after the game, like, someone at, I think Cam, Cam Cox from Channel 12 was like, you know, do you feel like everyone was really in it and didn't give up? And he was like, no, like my teammates gave up. Like he was straightforward and was like, I feel like my teammates gave up. And that's just really unfortunate when you have a guy like Buda Baker who is hurt and is grinding his butt off and is out there playing football, even though he might not, should probably not be because he's injured. Like, well, how do you do that? You how do what? you look at him in the face? Like, how does Antonio Hamilton look at Buda Baker and like look him in the eyes I wouldn't be able to I would be so uncomfortable I would be like I literally just gave up on my teammates and this guy's out here playing with like an injury and I can't even make a tackle at the end of a game like what I do have faith in Antonio Hamilton's overall character that he took accountability for that after the fact it doesn't doesn't erase what he did but you know what this also boils down to mental weakness mental weakness in that moment yeah if you give up in a moment and you don't do your job, I know the scoreboard is hard a hard pill to swallow. Like, they got their butts handed to them. And in that moment, he just 
thoughts, emotions got the best of him and he quit on that play. Also, yes, to your point, it does point to a bigger culture issue within this organization. And I think that's been very, very apparent at all levels of the organization, uh, starting from the very top, that this it's just everything's ass backwards at this point. Yeah, uh, Roaring Fork 78 saying that stuff comes from the top. Um, definitely agree. I just, I think this was like a small sample size of the culture and the things that have started to go wrong with this organization and We've got, you know, coaches getting fired randomly. We've got, like, it's it's a mess. Like, it is a mess in that organization right now. And I just, I'm concerned about the Cardinals as a whole, obviously, because I think there are some major underlying issues that are, have always been kind of, like, festering within this organization, kind of leading back to when Steve Kime was making some bad personal choices outside of the organization. And I feel like it's just hard to have accountability within the Cardinals organization right now. And I'm not really sure anyone is holding them accountable. Like, we see on Hard Knocks, you know, the coaches in their meetings with their uh, their groups and their players, you know, preaching and preaching to them. But it just doesn't seem like it's really getting – ingested and listened to like it just it seems like it's falling on deaf ears and i'm just very concerned about the culture within this organization sean coogler was held accountable immediately (sighs) yeah offensive line coach and running game coordinator that was dismissed right before the game because of his actions something that shouldn't have even happened in the first place but unfortunately that's not what happened with the other coach that was (laughs) let go after they found out he was arrested months after the incident so i just it's the whole organization to me is a dumpster fire and I'm not really sure when you've got like character issues combined with people breaking. I, let me just like one more detail of the whole Sean Coogler thing is the way that the team found out is because Mexican authorities told them about it, mm-hmm. whether that was like, Hey, we just wanted to let you know, or like the Kugler was arrested and they were like, hey, Your guys whatever that he's in jail, whatever the case is, like, I don't know. But talk about mortifying. Like, what are you doing? Again, like, self-control here, buddy. Like, you can't go to Mexico, like, for a really serious international game and a big game for your team and behave yourself. I mean, behave yourself in general, but, like, Dude, what are we doing here? Yeah. So it's, it's like when you've got performance issues combined with character issues, combined with players giving up, combined with coaches getting suspended or coaches getting, uh, you know, re- relieved of their duties. How can you ever expect to have any amount of legitimate success? Yeah. You can't. You can't. Like, I don't think people understand how important all of those things are like the opposite of them, like having like a positive culture, having people that are not doing things that they're not supposed to be doing, like leaders in positions that are holding themselves to a higher standard. Like all of those things are so, so crucial to a football organization, to any organization. Um, But, you know, when you're in an environment like that, where millions of people are watching you, you're getting paid a lot of money to be an athlete. Like those things are crucial to a successful organization. And there are obviously things that can be fixed performance wise on the field with athletes, like not doing their jobs. That's, you know, you know, you can draft new players, you can bring new players, but if you can't fix like the intangibles and the culture within your organization, it doesn't matter. Like it does not matter. You're not going to have a successful organization. So um, I'm a little concerned about the Arizona Cardinals to say the least. (laughs) I would love to see, and I don't think this is going to happen. I think the Cardinals are just 
being thrown in there because there could potentially be a coaching vacancy at some point here, but I would love to see a guy like Sean Payton make his return to coaching and squeeze right into that job. Yeah, if uh, we're talking about ideal coaching scenarios for the Arizona Cardinals, Sean Payton is pretty much as ideal as it could get. Um, that would be pretty great to see. And um, talk about someone who knows how to run a tight ship. Um, you know, he got the blessing of working with Drew Brees for so many years. Uh, he's got a Super Bowl Super Bowl title under his belt. And um, I think it would be a great thing for the Cardinals to have a guy like Peyton at the helm. Doesn't come without blemishes of his own. <laughs> Thank you. I was, I was like, I was like, ah, this guy has a little bit of a history. <laughs> I mean, bounty gate anybody? Uh, yeah. So that, uh, you know what? We can all live and learn from mistakes. And that was a long, God, how many years ago? That was like a decade ago by now. It was a while. And not to excuse what it was, but at least what he was doing was like in the name of trying to win football games. Yeah. Like it wasn't like he was doing things that were like outside of the law, outside of football because yeah. he's a bad person. Yeah. Just a slight difference. Not great. Do you great, think it happens though? I mean, what is the viability of him coming to be the coach here? Because he's going to have to be bought out. He's still under contract with the Saints, technically. I would. I feel like it's such a stretch for Bidwell after. Although uh, Cliff Kingsbury really isn't making all that much money. I think it's like five and a half million uh, compared to what other coaches in the league are making. Like it's a very small amount. But in order to like continue to pay Cliff and buy him out and then also buy Sean Payton out and then sign Sean Payton to a to a deal that's not I'm sure going to be like five million right to be able to get him because at this point he's like like he's he's doing pretty well for himself like any coaching vacancy there is right now or or any coach any teams that have coaches on the hot seat right now are thinking about like oh maybe we could bring Sean Payton in so he's like he's sitting pretty right now Uh, he doesn't have to take a deal unless it's the perfect deal for him. So you're going to also have to pay him more than you're paying Cliff. I would think, I would think that's my personal opinion. So I feel like he's more likely to go somewhere else because the Cardinals are again, not the only team that are potentially in need of a coach. I think it's a long shot, but I would love it. Yeah. It would be pretty sweet. I would love to see it too. Um, Mark Johnson, Mark Jackson, excuse me, saying that um, there's just a lot of different factors in this decision, but Cliff and Kime need to go. And I, I'm 100% on that train. I agree with you. I think I've seen enough. I've seen what I've needed to see. And I think in order to make some real changes, there needs to be some changes up top. And Cliff and Kime are the first on my to-go list. Kime, Cliff, and Kyler. Who is all here at the start of next season? Kyler. Kyler. That's I'm kind of with you. Oh, I, I mean, I don't know necessarily have that much faith in Bidwell, I guess, to actually make that move. But... Well, see, Kime is, Bidwell's, Kime is Bidwell's dude, so exactly. it's going to have to get really bad for him to... Obviously, he has let a lot of things slide with Kime, and so it's like, I'll see it when it happens type of deal when it comes... Just He's because let there's, way too much slide, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, know. I don't know how I'll see much happens. more. Like, how much more is he going to put up with? Like, this team sucks, and it's majority of Kime's fault. Like, I just... I don't know how much you can put up with, but... Um, Samuel Castro making a good point that Sean Payton will probably go to the Chargers. I think that's the most likely landing spot for him, um, which sucks Yeah, for many reasons for me. But I also think that's the most likely landing spot. But, hey, it's not out of the realm of possibility. So we can dream. <laughs> uh, you want to know what I'm, uh, I've am i got no tolerance for? 
is some guy by the name of Charverius Ward calling out DeAndre Hopkins in an unnecessary way. Ugh. A very unnecessary way, calling him steroid boy after their the Cardinals lost to the Niners. Yeah. Uh, Talk he, about cheap shot. Like, as cheap as it gets, first off, uh, most people don't even know your name. I was just about to ask. Wait, Tristan, can I ask you a question? Um, who is Shamarius Ward? Seriously, here's what he said. <laughs> D-Hop thinks he's a tough guy. He thinks he's still one of the best receivers in the league, and he's really not. He was trying to talk noise and talk hard all game. We're not scared of him. He thought we were scared of him. He tried to intimidate us, but forget him. We did our thing. We went out there and got a dub and did our job. But like, and called him like dirty and uh, and said, I don't respect his game. That steroid boy, dude. Again, there's a line. <laughs> you crossed it. I'm sorry. Um, I have so many questions. First of all, what did D-Hop ever do to you? Like, this guy's talking like D-Hop, like, stole his wife and kids and, like, like, slept with, I don't know. Like, that is talking crazy. Like, why is he so upset with D-Hop? And also, like, D-Hop is one of the best wide receivers to ever play in the NFL. So, like, what are we doing here? And, like, who are you? Like, why why are you choosing violence, my guy? I don't know. This is not the route. I think calling somebody steroid boy now, if so, so D hop like denies the fact that that he ever took any steroids and basically says it was like the re- the way it got into his system was through contamination. And it was like 0.1% of the steroid in his system and whatever. So like, but I just feel like that's so unnecessary. So unnecessary. Like so out of pocket. Yeah. So I wild. Can like, we can we all in a vacuum acknowledge though that calling someone steroid boy is fucking hilarious? That shit is so just steroid boy, steroid boy. That shit's so funny to me. Like it's a, it's, a, it's such a childish insult. Yeah, it's, like oh. a, it's a school graph. Like <laughs> it's like it's yeah. so funny like, to me. I think you can come up with something more creative I think than that. Charvarius needs to stay in his lane. Um <laughs> also D Hop had ninety one yards. It's not like he didn't show up. Yeah, I know. That's what. That's what. That's why I'm even more flabbergasted. Like my jaw is. It's not like you shut him down. And what is happening here? Like I'm of the opinion that if even if like obviously he denied it, whatever. If you get caught taking steroids, like to a certain extent, you have to take your lumps. But like, D Hop's been balling ever since he came back, and he's obviously still not on steroids. So how are you going to sit here and pretend he's not still one of the best receivers in football? Yeah, he didn't get on this platform either and make like a huge scene out of it. Yes, in in like one interview, he said like, "Listen, I didn't do it," but then we never heard about it. And he wasn't like, yeah, everything was so unfair and this and that, and like whatever. He just took it and worked his butt off, came back, was happy to be back. And like he said, nothing but worked his butt off since. So like, yeah, it's just we're all moving on. from that. Um, Josh Hunt with an all time comment. Didn't hear what you guys said. A charcuterie board <laughs> said, what about D-Hop? <laughs> he does a various charcuterie board. Same thing. Same difference. So we're just going to call him charcuterie board from now on. Um, that was hilarious. Um, Professor B Media saying, I'm a 49ers fan, but Ward is totally wrong for calling Hopkins steroid boy. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, D Hop is an all time receiver, future Hall of Famer. Like, what are we doing here? I don't even know who you are. Your, you, your name sounds like a charcuterie board. Like, why are you calling D Hop steroid boy? Like, 
out of pocket and such a cheap shot in every sense of the word like cheap um (laughs) why are you laughing it was funny but it wasn't all it was freaking funny oh my god that's my kind of stupid humor Uh, that's funny jan paul edward de dio saying i guess we're back in third grade cooties yeah it's literally calling someone cooties like i just oh it was so frustrating like i my i could not believe he said all that he was talking a mess and he had no room to say that um anyways before we go on to the next topic sean did you make any money on underdog fantasy this week uh no i did not i had a little bit a little bit of a heartbreaker Uh, i know you had an iuke touchdown in in your uh yes yes so the iuke iuke balled out for me um but yesterday i had a little bit of a a pick them going um the giants disappointed me uh, well, they didn't disappoint. By disappointing me, I mean they played better than I expected. I had Daniel Jones higher than half an interception. He did not throw an interception. Cost me a hundred dollars. Oh so, no! That's the name of the game. The only reason I was even in it is because of the boost that uh, Underdog had offered over Thanksgiving with the uh, uh, Dak Prescott higher lower on passing yards, which did hit. I took the higher, and it did hit. Even though you but lost money, though, you still love Underdog. I still love it. It may. Right? I don't really care about the Giants or Cowboys, and I was invested. Uh, because of the pick'em that I had going on, so it makes sports a little bit more fun if you're not in- interested in them. That's like the that's the best part of it is like teams that you normally wouldn't be rooting for or games that you normally wouldn't have a rooting interest whatsoever in them. Actually, we were we were all talking yesterday. Even my dad was chiming in. On, we were all rooting for different players within the same yeah. game, and it was only like nobody cared. Tristan was like, "Go CD." Your yeah. dad was it's like, "Go o- Zeke." Like <laughs> it's the only time when a kicker runs on the field, and I'm getting like. I'm, I get juice because I got higher than one and a half field goals. Yes. Higher than one and a half field goals. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, well, we love the Underdog fun. Fantasy app. And if you want to get in on the action, which we cannot recommend enough, it makes sports way more fun. You can search it for it in the App Store, or you could click the link in our show notes and sign up with the promo code PHNX. That's super important. Make sure you add promo code PHNX when you sign up. Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100. That's the Underdog Fantasy app. Use promo code PHNX and get in on the action today. Speaking of action, we got some action down in Tucson happening wow, today. We're like a little over 20 minutes away from uh, the Territorial Cup. It's the 96th Territorial Cup. The Sun Devils taking on the Wildcats. And boy, are we freaking amped. Um, I want to apologize in advance to any Wildcats watchers in our comments right now. Unfortunately, well, fortunately for us, unfortunately for you, all three of us, we're Sun Devils, baby. And we are rooting for the Devs. Forks up forever. Let's go, Devs. Um, I'm excited for this game. I'm not normally as excited as I should be, and I'm not sure why that is, Tirson. So I'm wondering if I, we can talk about this a little yeah, bit. Yeah, sure thing. I will say I felt on un- like very uninspired by this game and not very excited last night. And I woke up this morning like ready to go to war. Fucking juice, yeah. right? I woke <laughs> so, up and I'm like, I, I felt like today was the, was the day that the world changed. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so today was the momentum shifter. I'm sure when I sit down and I watch the game, I'm going to feel way different. But I just feel like, I don't know, like these two teams, I'm going to be honest, and Sean's probably going to hate me for this, but like they're bottom barrel football programs. Oh, no, I'm like, not going to hate you for that. ASU's tragic and they're U of A's not, not much better. Can I, also, can I also just sneak in there that I said that at the beginning of the season, I predicted that they were going to be two bottom barrel teams in the Pac-12 this year, and I got shit on for it. Um, okay, no. so did I. Yeah, I also I was... said that U of A was going to have a better record than ASU, and I got destroyed. Yeah. No, so hand, I would like an apology I, from everybody. Hand up. I... I, I <laughs> 
owe you an apology. They uh, could end the season with the same record, though. Yeah, That's and true. ultimately, but... whoever wins this game is a better team. So I could still be right because all that I was really saying was that the Sun Devils would finish better than the, than U of A. I don't uh, understand why people get so upset like and say like you're not a fan or you're you're just this or you're just negative or you're just biased when people have like formulated opinions based off of like okay past present how are things okay I don't actually think either team's going to be very good this year oh my god how could you say that you're so negative I'm turning this <laughs> off you're biased it's like oh my god I I'm, mean I I personally like I thought that people that thought that you that ASU was going to be bad were just were being a little dramatic. That's I just, because you drink you drank the juice. I did, you drank I did the, the Kool Aid a little bit, but I mean, when you look at the players that were coming, like I well, I didn't think they were going to lose to Eastern Michigan when that when that happened. Like the season was over, everything changed. Um, but like I thought, Emory Jones was going to be a lot better. Xavier Valade is so. really good. I thought the defense was going to be better, but the secondary is dog water. They can't stop the run for their life. Like it, it's it's pretty bad. The defense was a lot worse than I expected them to be, which is why they ended up being bad, but not as bad as U of A's defense. Um, yes, and if we have anything to hang our hats on, it's the fact that the Sun Devils have won the past five consecutive Territorial Cups and hashtag never forget 72-7. Um. <laughs> I love that final score so much. 70-7. to seven. Golly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, oh man, I love if, it. Even if we lose today, I will always rest my hat on the fact that we blew out U of A so bad. No, can I get ahead of this? I don't want to hear a single ASU fan coming out here with seventy to seven if we lose this game today. Because that, that is loser talk. That is loser talk. It's like the Yankees being like, "Yeah, well, we have twenty-seven rings. No one cares. It's like, you um, haven't won one fans in where they're like, well, we're years. a basketball school anyway. Yeah, it's like go win a national championship and then talk to me. Is I, I so what you have you done for me lately? Situation and no, it I gotta win. It really wasn't that long ago. It sounded like we're talking about like deck and decade also there ago. was a historic. I know. I know. Like it's it's Who the significant. Fuck oh, oh yeah, Tristan. <laughs> we just got an F bomb, baby. Let's go. Take it. Oh Take my god, it. that of was all, epic. Of all entities to get that, that out of me, it was the freaking Sun Devils. Oh my yeah. god, that was Delete amazing. That. Delete that was it. So good. Let's freaking go. We just got a cheers to that bomb, baby. It's Delete Friday. It. <laughs> it didn't happen. Um, You're eating too much turkey. It didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were we saying, though? I mean, it was a historic blowout, Sean. Like 70 to 7. Come on. Oh, um, I, yeah. And the Yankees having 27 rings or whatever it is is also historic, but they're also sorry right now. Like, because I had this conversation on the Sun Devil Show the other day. I think that U of A's football program is currently in a better spot than ASU's. And so it's like, ah, oh, you beat us 70 to 7 two years ago, but now you're three and seven in the conference and you're still kind of a trainer no, like, so. 70 to seven against your rival is yeah i mean we'll uh, always incredible. have it we'll always yeah. have well, it also i will i do think that if i don't want to say like oh who has more to lose or whatever but i think it's more because you mentioned like the trajectories right now u of a is looking up and asu is looking down yes. in like the next few years at least so like in the foreseeable future I think that if U of A loses to ASU, like that's way worse than ASU losing to U of A. And again, it's like it's yeah, I agree. They, Be- 
Because, I mean, if ASU loses this game, like, everything's kind of getting blown up anyways. Like, everything's like, getting I, blown up. I yeah. am of the opinion at this point that Guano's not going to be the head coach. Like, the, the coordinators are going to change. Everything's going to Supposedly, change. we're supposed to get an answer after this game. I've, yeah. I've yeah. tweeted that out. Jordan Simone. I will Jordan say, Simone like, this, there's precedent. Todd Graham was fired the day after the, he won the, the Territorial Cup. So, like, it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens that, tomorrow well, nobody, nobody's today. doing bowling so it's not like yeah, we need exactly. to like wait exactly. for anything um, like just clean but house. but to Tiersen's point like yeah if, if ASU loses this game everything's getting blown up anyways if yeah. U of A loses this game like they have to sit with that because Judd Fish is still going to be the coach JDL is still going to be the yeah. quarterback yeah. so I, I, I do agree with you there speaking of coach Sean um if we do in fact get a coach announce announcement tomorrow according to Jordan Simone we can expect one either tomorrow or the day after who would you be the most excited about? I'm a Kenny Dilly girl. Dilly Dilly, baby. Dilly Dilly. Dilly. Yeah. Um, I mean, anybody that's not like an old man like Herm was would be pretty good. Um, <laughs> I know, obviously, like guys no like more old people. Tom Herman have been thrown around and he, I mean, that one's kind of un, like doesn't really move the needle for me because he struggled at Texas, but kind of everyone struggles at Texas now. It's the state of the program, I guess. Um, yeah. But Herman, or uh, uh, Dilly just makes too much sense. Like yeah. I think he would he would want to keep Iguano around. He's, he's the OC he, at Oregon, right? OC at Oregon. Like, yeah, if he's, he can just bring grew a up here, of that yeah, Oregon he, magic over here. He oh. grew up here. He he's an ASU alum. So everything <sighs> that all of the reasons that people wanted Iguano to stay, I think Kenny Dillingham yes. also brings. Um, but more and he's experience, a better coach. Way yeah. more yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, he turned he turned Bo Nix into one of the best quarterbacks in the country, and in my opinion, Oregon's a top four team in the country. Um, so I, I think he is the best option basically on the planet right now. Unless Sean Payne wants to come down here, we'll take him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to ask you guys one more question. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, someone in the comments, Roaring Fork 78, said, is it true that Leah Merrill was caught coming down a mountain with red and blue paint on her hands? Um, speaking of cheap shots, some U of A fans got at our A on a mountain and painted it red and blue, which is so annoying. They Leave do it every our year. A alone. Um, but it's fine, whatever. It's rivalry week. Um, shame on the nine four two crew, by the way, for not camping out and protecting the A. Like, what are we doing? Hello, you guys know it's rivalry week, right? Um, but of other cheap shots that were going to be happening, do we think that we're going to see a little cheap shots between ASU and U of A players on the sidelines during the game? Do you think it's going to get a little bit chippy today? I I'm ready for it to get chippy. I mean, this is important to Iguano. I think like this is his last hurrah as a head coach, most likely. I I think plus Trenton Bourget is going home like it's in Tucson. He's gonna have family there. There's a lot of guys who are just gonna be the last. Chippy game though, the Sun Devil. I don't I, know. I think ASU will be composed. I mean, I think it's gonna get a little like it's a rivalry. Like I don't, yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna get like ejected from the game for throwing punches or anything. But I, I think you'll you'll if see a little bit of trash talking. Thrown, it might be U of A players punching their own teammates. Speaking of, um, <laughs> I don't know if you lost watched last week's game, U of A game. I don't know why you would because we're all Sun Devils, but. If you missed it, there were definitely there was a cheap shot that happened um, on the sidelines. Little U of A on U of A crime. Um, I was shocked by this, Cheerson. Are you not? Yeah. What? Uh, I was very shocked by it. I feel like uh, for sure um, that should never be going on, <laughs> and. For sure, those kids should both be talked to, and for Strong sure, talking to, uh, there needs. I hope that doesn't reflect 
a larger culture issue. Um, I hope it does. <laughs> I hope that, that Sean is ready to watch to the, the program burn yes, down from the ground up. Well, it would be really bad if at this moment in time you have a culture issue. That would be really bad for the team yeah. down south. Oh, boohoo. Yeah. World's uh, small and violent. I will um, say, Jaden Delora is a guy that plays very passionate, and that game was very personal to him. He's yes. playing his old school. And they were behind big time. It was like 31. All right, don't. Put your hands to six. Your but I hope I hope he thinks the same way about this one, and it gets in his head, and he starts doing the same shit. Um. So yeah, I mean, Delora and Singer got into it on the sidelines. Obviously, Delora just threw his third interception in the game, and it was a little messy. It was really bad. There was a lot of things riding on that. There's a lot of things riding on this game too, which is why I feel like it's definitely going to get chippy. But do we think it's going to be a high scoring game or a low scoring game? Because I so, think it's going to be uh, high, but. Ugh. Right now, the over/under on the DraftKings Sportsbook app is set at sixty-seven points. Oh, okay. So high-scoring it is. Um, yeah, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I mean, yeah. U of A has maybe the worst defense in the conference. ASU's is not a whole lot better. U of A's offense is very good, very high-powered, and with how bad, I, I, basically any offense can look good against U of A's offense or defense. So I think it's going to be. A, a shootout for sure which i'm all for um i love watching people score in football that's my favorite <laughs> football game to watch is the high scoring game um yes daniel if you're asking tristan is black friday shopping which is why she has gone um <laughs> no i was checking out the DraftKings sportsbook app. she's trying to um make money on the DraftKings sportsbook yeah. app so she can spend money during black friday and uh there's tons of ways you can do it you can bet on this territorial cup you can take the over I th- I don't know. I'm scared of that over. Well, that's I the other thing. I was under. staring at my phone because I was like, do I take the over? Do I take the under? I was figuring out my bet. Um, ASU is also, uh, they're four-point underdogs in this game. Um, so U of A has the advantage in that. Gross. And uh, they are my- plus 160 is the money line for ASU. So... Uh, I was just trying to come up to in my with my head what I would place my my money on over on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but luckily I don't have to choose right this second. Oh, maybe I do. Wait, what time is it? Yeah, yeah you you your bets Get your bets in. Um, well, you can bet on the Territorial Cup, which you better do quick because it's about to kick off. Or you can bet on NBA on the NFL. There are so many different things you can bet on on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you choose to bet on the NBA, you should download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX and you can place a five dollar bet on any NFL team, rather, to win their game, and you'll get $150 in free bets if they do. Um, Hopefully some of you got that deal during Thursday turkey football yesterday, but if not, you can still download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use promo code PHNX, and when you place a $5 bet on any NFL team, to win $150 in free bets if they do. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for details. Okay, let's put a timer on it. We've got 10 minutes till this game starts. And <gasps> so we're let's wrap this up within 10 minutes. Put the turn the what, what's that thing called? What are you, are you okay? Are you stroking out over there? <laughs> Dial? What's a stroking out? No, the sand thing. Uh, the, uh... Ti- set the timer. You turn the sand thing over. <laughs> I know, what you, I know what you're talking about, but now I can't think of the. What do you call it? I, oh man, um, it's a cl- it's a clock. An hourglass. So- yes, an hourglass. Hour yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, you got it. All I head. wanted to say was time starts now. Turn the hourglass over, and then all of a sudden, it's. <laughs> you were just doing this, and I was like, "What is?" No, happening? I was doing this. Turn it over. 
Okay, all right. I, I was also thinking dial for the record. Um, all right. Well, as you guys know, yesterday was Thanksgiving, and we are some thankful turkeys. Gobble, Shout gobble, out gobble, to gobble, gobble. Sean for this incredible graphic. <laughs> um, can you give us that a uh, gobble noise one more time? Gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Wait, do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the 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 uh, hourglass is going. So the hourglass is going. Okay. You just sounded like a turkey. How can I not laugh at that? Um, oh, Connor Brum saying thankful for PHNX. So cute. Thank you. Um, I hope you guys all had a wonderful Thanksgiving yesterday. Um, Tristan and I definitely did spending it together. But we wanted to take a minute to say what we're grateful for because in the spirit of Thanksgiving, why not, right? It's the holiday season. We might as well be grateful for something. Um, I think we should go one by one. We're going to start with what we're grateful for with Arizona sports, and then we'll end on just what we're grateful for in general. Tirsten, do you want to tell us first what you're grateful for in Arizona sports? Arizona sports is having an NBA team that has very likable players. So we just went over a couple uh, unlikable players on other teams, and you don't always get a group of guys like you have with the Suns. And like I could just list like one by one each guy and how they're not only an asset on the court, but an asset to our community here in Phoenix, and just overall great guys that also enjoy like giving back and just have just a good head on their shoulders. And I appreciate that because when you can not only root for a team, but you can root for every person that's a part of an organization. Um, I, I, I very much value that. So I'm very thankful for it. I like that. I love that. Um, Sean, do you want to go next and tell us what you're grateful for about Arizona sports? Yeah. Um, for me, it's the it's the baby backs. Um, the Diamondbacks and all of, their, all of the young players honestly kind of made me – like I've always loved baseball. Thanks but for it, reminding us. Yeah. We're in the offseason here. I totally oh, forgot. Yeah. No, they, but they, they kind of made me fall in love with baseball again. They made me fall in love with the Arizona Diamondbacks, and now they're probably my favorite team in the Valley. That's not an ASU team, obviously. Um, but, yeah, they just they, – they made – it fun to watch baseball in the Valley again. Like, even though they weren't that great of a team, it, it was genuinely enjoyable going to games. And it's how I spent a lot of my time during the season. So I appreciate them for making baseball fun. Oh, that was cute. We love the baby I backs. Love that. Um, Charles Waddell Pike read my mind a little bit this Thanksgiving season. I'm grateful for Gary Bettman. I am so thankful that uncle Gary has taken such an interest in the state of Arizona and making sure we keep our hockey team here because listen, Hockey is now my favorite sport. I have let the baseball train go and I am firmly planted on the hockey train. And I would be devastated if Arizona did not have a NHL team. I think hockey belongs in the desert. We have seen the amazing things that happen when you invest in hockey here in the Valley. And I am so grateful that Uncle Gary has also seen the vision and is doing everything in his power to make sure the Coyotes stay here, including allowing them to play in a 5,000-seat arena uh, shared with the college hockey team. So <laughs> I am extremely grateful for Gary Bettman because I love hockey so much. I would be heartbroken if 
the state of Arizona did not have a hockey team. And um, I think we're on the up and up. I really genuinely believe that we are on the precipice of greatness for this Arizona Coyotes team. We have put the worst behind us and the best is yet to come, which I'm really excited for. And I'm just excited about the Coyotes organization in general and its future. So I'm grateful for hockey this thing. Gary Bettman also allowed the Coyotes to come here to begin with when hockey in the desert was a very um, unusual concept. So I agree. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Uncle Gary. Um, I also do want to say I agree with your comment about the Suns. They are the most likable team in the NBA. I don't care what anybody says. They are wonderful, genuine, great human beings. Little baby Mikhail. Oh, I love them all so much. They're so cute. <laughs> um, all right. So let's end this um, on things that we're personally grateful for. We'll go reverse order and end with Cheerson. Um this holiday season, I'm grateful that I get to work and host a podcast with my best friend. Um, not many people get to do what they love every day and also do it with people that they love. And um, obviously, Sean is a part of our squad, but we've known each other for longer. I started as your intern at Channel 12 and we're full circle here now. And it's just really cool getting to host such a fun show with my favorite person in the whole world. Mackie, you're my favorite person in the whole world. <laughs> Sean, what are you grateful for? this thanksgiving season um when people ask me what i'm thankful for i always just got to shout out my mom's i mean i'm entirely the man that i am today because of her um i, I would literally do anything for my mom like i swear <laughs> to god I, i'm gonna cry just thinking about it oh you um, have me tearing up you make me feel bad i didn't say my mom she's in the comments <laughs> i'm also i'm also well, I you, i'll do it i'll do it i'm grateful for your mom and all of the, the viewers and the diehards that we have here because like I, I, there's a lot of work that goes into this show, but like, uh, I feel like they make it worth it. Like it's, it is genuinely fun doing the show every Friday and interacting with them, and just in general, like we get to do what we do because of them. Yes. And I don't think like, like a lot of times it's just like a, it's a content creator, like media personality, blah blah blah, whatever you want, and the people consuming it kind of thing. But like, it is genuine. It's genuinely a family here. Like, like. I, I met Chris at a D-backs game and like all of this stuff. Like they're, they're, they're genuinely really great people. I think people Charles comes to that. every single Charles event Charles is at everything. <laughs> like I, there's people interacting with me on Twitter all the time. Like it, it is like I feel like I have more friends now because of the diehard. So I, I genuinely appreciate That's it. That's a great one. Our TPSP squad especially is the best. You all know who you are. And mom, if you're in the comments, which I see that you are, you're going to have to go watch last week's show, which you missed because you got a shout out on last week's show, but you weren't watching then. So bleh. <laughs> um, all right, Cheerston, round us out. What are you grateful for? Mine's kind of a combo of both of y'all's. I would just say community. I've met so many incredible friends. Obviously, um, I knew you, Mac, prior to this year, but um, our friendship has grown tremendously. And my friendships have, in general, have grown tremendously. So, like, I'm grateful to be surrounded by so many amazing friends and friends at work. I am grateful to be able to say, like, I work with friends and um, the PHNX community in general and the community here in Phoenix in general. Like, I just feel like I belong here, like I'm a part of here. This is where I want to be. Um, and I don't think uh, a day has gone by, especially in the last six months, that I haven't woken up and immediately felt immense gratitude for everybody in my life and the fact that I can say, you know what, I really feel like I belong to a community. That's really special in life. Not everybody gets to experience that. Um, and yeah, I get to do life with with my best friend, with a, a girl squad that's awesome and a PHNX work squad that's awesome. And then everybody that's a part of our community that um, 
shows up for us every Friday um, that we talk with and communicate with on social media. Like it's all just a part of it. And I'm so grateful for that. Oh, that was so cute. And yes, we love Newman too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Newman. Oh, you guys, I'm so grateful. My heart's so happy. I really needed like an emotional reset after this crazy weekend slash week of my job. So you guys are so cute. I love that. Sean got Um, me a little choked up. I know. That was so sweet. Um, I know, Chirsten, that you're also grateful for one more thing. And that is a sport of golf. <laughs> I am. I'm thankful that I stepped away from it and have come back to it and have friends that I can, speaking of the friends, friends that I can golf with, uh, going golfing tomorrow with a group. And for sure, I've been waiting to uh, wear my bad birdie gear on the golf course because I haven't golfed since I got it. So I've just been wearing it like at the office, but now I get to actually show up on the course. Get it out on the green. Yeah. Let's go. All right. <laughs> Take it for a test drive. Yeah. So uh, I'll be hanging out in bad birdie gear. I mentioned this last week that you can use our code in addition to the Black Friday sale that they've got going on. So use the code BADBIRDIEPHNX for 15% off your order, and that'll be in addition to the sale that they've got going on. And I don't know when that's going to end. It might go through the weekend. Um, Not sure on that. So if I were you, I would just head over to BADBIRDIEGOLF.COM and get your gear now, especially while supplies last on that, and then use our code on top of it, BADBIRDIEPHNX. Their gear is unlike any other. Their women's gear, I absolutely love absolutely love but every time one of the guys in the office comes in i'm like dude fantastic shirt and i was like bad birdie so um their men and women's gear is fantastic and you don't even have to golf honestly to wear it either i wear it around That's the really office cute. we yeah. all wear it I around don't the golf office at all, but i would absolutely <laughs> wear that stuff um <laughs> but yeah so i'm golfing this weekend any so uh, any fun plans for for y'all yeah i'm going to the asu minnesota hockey game which i'm stoked for because that game As is gonna be electric it's gonna be, it's gonna be electric it's yeah. gonna be both of those games are gonna be so Freaking fun. Minnesota is a really great program, and so is ASU. Mr. Cooley's um, in town. Yep, Mr. Cooley's Mr. Cooley's in town. Nice. Oh. nice is here. Minnesota's the second best program in the country. It's going to be so good. Get out to Mullet Arena and use our game time link to get tickets if you haven't already. I love how everyone's so grateful. This is so cute. Sly saying he's grateful for a local <laughs> sports outlet who's able to call out Cliff Kingsbury. Um, uh, Elizabeth saying that her husband's safe in Qatar for the World Cup. My mom saying that she's grateful for my my friendship with Tristan too. So cute. <laughs> Let us know what you guys are grateful for in the comments before we leave because we love to read your comments and we want to know what you're grateful for too. But like we just said, this is a community. PHNX is my favorite community that we've got. And if you want to be a part of that community, got to sign up for our new Die Hard membership. It is the best, most awesome freaking membership that you could possibly buy. You get so many great perks including 20% discounts off our merch at all times, which you can stack on top of our Black Friday deals going on right now. You'll get uh, discounts on tickets to our events when we're doing events. You'll get access to our diehards only Discord where you can hop in there and chat with PHNX people, other people who are fans of your sport too. The Discord is always popping. There is great content that's only available to diehards on our website. Um, So there's so many great reasons to sign up to be a diehard. So we hope that you'll join us on this journey and head on over to gophnx.com to sign up to be a diehard. Can I say one thing before we go? Yeah, of course. Uh, If you heard me say the F word, no, you didn't. (laughs) 
Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. We are so grateful for all of you, especially our TPSP squad. Thank you for hanging out with us in the comments and watching our show. You guys are absolutely the best. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Give this video a like, and we will see you next Friday at 1230. Bye.